I want Be Badass to become a brand. Okay, mm-hmm. a brand that lasts the test of time, a brand that is actually cool but still makes a difference to women's life in a very tangible manner. in a way that kind of you know helps women amplify their voices helps women kind of um give an audience to their business helps them make more money you know gives them more opportunity so that is where i wanted to go in the future hi guys welcome to the second episode of this podcast it's a women's day special episode that we've shot for all of you Please welcome our special guest Nikita Dikshit. She's the founder of the page Be Badass. It's a community, a feminist community which she's trying to build out, which is started with a vision to empower women with a dose of sass. In this podcast we're going to cover her story of how she started it, the challenges that she's had to face, and her journey of going from 0 followers to 131,000 followers as of today. Please welcome Nikita Dikshit to the show. Thank you so much Nikita for joining us. Hello I am so excited to be here I've never done this before so I'm sorry guys if I absolutely <laughs> bomb it um so please bear with me No that's completely perfect I think we're both in the phase where we're learning and that's completely fine we're free to uh, go wrong Yeah I'm a podcast version by the way guys like I'm a yeah. podcast version so this is my first time so please be kind to me Absolutely also I think everyone who's been following you on your page uh, has not ever seen you So I think this is the first for your entire audience, which I think is spectacular. So I'd first like to congratulate you thank on you. achieving such a feat. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and I think thank it's you. been just about two years or three years. You started in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. I started in twenty seventeen, but back then I was on a sabbatical, so that's like a long yeah. story. And back then it wasn't really content that was consciously created. I was more into just curating content because I was bored and yeah. I didn't really know what to do with my life. Yeah. So yeah. back then it was that, but the website and the feminist angle of the page uh, basically began in 2018. Interesting. So yeah, interesting. And if we can yeah. just now, before we get into Be Badass and like what it is doing and where it's headed, can you just give us a brief background about where it all started? Like, what's your background for everyone listening? So I studied fashion designing, which is of course like it has no connection with what I'm doing right yeah. now but I studied fashion designing and even when I was in college I knew that this is not for me yeah. um so that that was something that I was sure of I did not fit for the placements I I just got away from college as soon as it got done and I think I got my dream job back then I applied through LinkedIn by the way this is wow. really interesting mm-hmm. i reached out to the ceo on linkedin i was like hey i love your company i would love to be a part of it is there wow. a role available for me and he was like why don't you come in tomorrow for an interview and um so this is coops and this uh, company was in gurgaon i was in lucknow at that point and i mean i don't think he knew that i'm not <laughs> in the city and so he just called me for an interview the next day and i flew in Really? The next day went straight yeah and I wow. went straight to the office like I didn't even bother telling him yeah. I just went straight to the office got an interview with him just had a little chit chat and funnily enough he told me that there isn't an opening as such but the conversation went so well that he was like you know I would actually like to take this forward and 
So then, I mean, I had other rounds with the London team and all of that, and yeah, it was yeah. a very interesting conversation where they asked me where I like to shop and how I discover new brands. So it was yeah. all really up my alley, and <laughs> I got that job, and I absolutely loved every bit of it till I did not. Um, so <laughs> how long did you do I it? I was there. I was yeah. there for three years, mm-hmm. and uh, after that, I was like, "What am I doing?" why am i doing this why am i selling stuff to people you know that is so unnecessary and mm. i don't know i was just having um, probably it was burnout or probably it was like a pre midlife crisis of sorts <laughs> where i was just kind of you know feeling a little lost and so yeah. i was 25 when i when i quit and yeah. i retired <laughs> i like to call it i retired from the whole yeah. job uh, situation and mm. uh, And yeah, I used my savings to buy myself a retirement present as well. So it was that official, guys. Like it wasn't like you know, like quit your job. Yeah. I bought myself a retirement present. What was it? If you don't mind me that, asking. It was this watch. It was this. Oh watch. wow. My retirement present, and my boss was really jealous. She was like, "Really, you wearing such a fancy watch?" And I was like, "Well, I'm quitting." Yeah. So you know, I deserve it. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, but but it was a great learning experience for sure. I mean, it did teach me a lot. But after the point when I realized it, the job doesn't have anything else left to teach me. I think that was the point. And you can't keep getting promotions and raises. You know, like it's just not enough after a certain point. And then you yourself realize your value. Correct. That oh, if they're paying me so much, I yeah. must be like worth way more. Yeah. So why don't yeah. I just do something else? So I think that was the turning point, and I quit, and I had absolutely no idea, and everybody was baffled, and everybody thought it's the most bizarre thing to do, but I did it anyway. I am very impulsive that way, yeah. um, and so yeah, so I quit. I took a sabbatical. I randomly moved to Bangalore. Okay, guys, like I love South <laughs> India, so I moved to Bangalore. Wow. <laughs> and um, and yeah and i think through in that in the middle of that sabbatical somewhere i started this stage because as a fashion buyer of course my role involved curating a lot of stuff fashion related stuff but still uh, curating a lot of it and so i just kind of transferred that skill set to content at the That's beginning right. so that is what i did that is how it started quite interesting yeah. so i mean you moved cities uh, you flew for an interview on a one day notice so i think that in itself yeah. was uh were your early days of i think entrepreneurship because you need that <laughs> what you're doing with be badass also it's like constantly outside mm. your comfort zone so you started your journey mm. with that and then you moved cities also mm. i think personally what i believe is that uh moving outside your home uh, teaches you a lot more than uh, what you can learn in like a short span of time so it's beautiful i think yeah. you your home Yeah, for sure. I mean, I haven't lived home in ten years, yeah. and now staying home in that, um, you know, in that sort of comfort um, zone where things are done for you, that seems uncomfortable yeah. to me now. <laughs> so, because I'm just not used to yeah, it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but but it, I I definitely agree with that. I think everybody needs to live away from home because there's there's this level of maturity that you will otherwise never ever get. And I'm sorry to offend a couple of people if it does offend them, but that's true. No, but I think that that's completely fair. Uh, the kind of uh, yeah. growth that I've had, like for me, the first three months were very difficult moving outside uh, Pune. But then the yeah. third month, yeah. there was a turning point where I was like, okay, I can sit and like uh, complain about it, or I can just stand up and face it. And I think that is when 
I started mm-hmm. learning rather than running away from it. I started facing. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah I think coming back to uh, the fact that so you moved to Bangalore. I think one thing which I'd mm-hmm. like to highlight is that you retired at 25. I think that's something that you should particularly <laughs> be very proud of. <laughs> like my parents yeah, are not yeah. yet retired. <laughs> and they're like 60. So I'm really proud of the fact that you managed to retire at 25. I mean, but I retired from like a 9 to 5 job. right? Yeah. But it's still a struggle. Like it's very tricky. If you tell me to retire now from what I'm doing, yeah, I don't yeah. think I'll be able to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, complete retirement is a whole different game yeah. altogether. But yes, I retired from the 9 to 5 rut for sure. Yeah. I think getting uh, getting out of that space also for you would have been quite a challenge. Coming out of that 9 to 5, uh, oh, yeah. having like fixed working oh, yeah. hours versus now working practically all the time. So I mean, I think the biggest thing and I think anybody who is in a job scenario and is thinking of quitting... I, and the people that I've spoken to, they're always like, how did you quit like such a well-paying, cushy job? Like, yeah. how could you do that? And there were like gifts involved because you worked in fashion and yeah. all of that. And I'm like, I know, I don't know how I did it. Because, I mean, if I think back, I yeah. on, and trust me, there are still times when I do miss it. Like that regular paycheck, that loaded paycheck where, yeah. you know, I just go and shop as yeah. much as I wanted and all of that, yeah, yeah. I do miss it. But I mean, I would still not go back to it. I completely relate. I think even yeah. even with uh, with me, like where I've got my own startup and like there are months when you, mm. you can get like a full salary, some months when you can't get anything, some months when you can get half. Mm. So there are those days when I'm just like, okay, everyone around me, I think they have stability. Uh, they know what is coming into there. So financially also, mm. uh, being, yeah, yeah. doing your own thing is mentally taxing, I would say other than financially very very very. I think we need to do a whole different podcast on um, you know having like especially for me I have a mental illness and like being an entrepreneur with a mental illness oh that's the like that needs to (laughs) be another horizon altogether yeah 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 Oh, no, that's, that's, that's tough. It's very hard. I can imagine. That's something I'm really proud of. So um, I I think that it's really uh, powerful that you've been pushing through uh, with mm. with all of it. But yeah, I think that's something that everyone who follows your page and engages in your content would be very proud of you uh, for the fact that you're doing this. <laughs> I'm glad. I hope it inspires people because uh, I, I, I know that mental illness can be really hard. So, mm. you know, it's it's and it's very different for people um for different people so yeah so i totally get that yeah i completely relate uh, i have some very close people in my life who uh, have gone through this and i also at some point i think i've gone through it and i have not realized mm. it through the last two years mm. but, but i think just overall mm. being aware of yourself self-awareness i think is the key to uh, absolutely something self-awareness is so important yeah, yeah. so during for this sure. sabbatical of yours i think was self-awareness a key for you to do this? Uh, you knew what you were going to do I or you just quit? I did not. I quit. I had no plan. <laughs> I called it, you know, taking like a free fall from yeah. the edge of a cliff because that yeah. is what it felt like. And yeah. you don't know where you're going to land or whether you're going to land or die. Yeah. That is what it <laughs> felt like. Um, but I did it anyway. And, um, you know, so when I did take the sabbatical, I had no idea. I was just taking some time off and, you know, just trying to enjoy life. But um, during that time, what happened was I realized that I had been living in a fashion bubble. Now, fashion Mm. bubble is this thing 
where you live in a world where you're just surrounded by um fashion content um fashion merchandise everything fashion right so your life is determined by seasons be it spring or fall yeah. collection or this or that a forecast yeah. or this brand and that brand and all of that and the pricing around it and this designer and you know this influencer so that's what your life becomes and and i was kind of ignorant about so many things that yeah. were going around the world yeah. in fact for that matter i was so unaware of feminism as a movement that was happening around me and even though i was a feminist like i mean of course everybody all feminists are just ever evolving feminists so i was a feminist in the making back then but i had very little clue about it right yeah. so during the sabbatical i was just exposing myself to you know to different kinds of content different platforms um and just reading and observing and being aware yeah. and being alert to what is happening around me i think uh, that is when i kind of realized that if i had to read anything right um i would always gravitate towards an international platform mm-hmm. um that caters to women um as opposed to an indian platform indian content platform and i think that is a big gap that i felt when um you know i realized that i had grown up on magazines like vogue or 17 or like radhia yeah. or cosmopolitan and that is the content that i consumed right so for me being a woman in india was all about just pleasing your man and like yeah. looking hot and like yeah. that is it like it ended yeah. there and if you if you really progressive you go and earn big bucks and then you're you're sorted yeah. at least that is the image that was projected in um in media right yeah. Yeah. so i i definitely felt that there was this gap and i'm not saying that there weren't a uh, relevant platforms there uh, there were a few decent platforms that i did like to read but the content there was just a little too dry for my taste mm-hmm. so i'll be honest i my attention span is not great okay and i <laughs> i absolutely hate writers who write in this really uh, fancy posh way and they try to throw jargon at you which yeah. and i'm like if you were really good at explaining stuff like you would communicate it in a very simple language yeah. so for me uh platforms that you know are really uh, highly intellectual and uh you know like that yeah. they just too dry for me and yeah. it's just not engaging for me and i realized that this is exactly why most women gravitate towards you know say like a magazine or something that's a lighter read because there is that um that fun that is missing yeah. and information does not need to be boring Absolutely. like it's just how yeah. you package it it's how you present it so i felt that, that there is that gap and it was of course like an evolutionary thought it didn't just happen one day suddenly yeah, yeah, yeah. um so throughout like 6 or 8 months this is something that kept evolving of course i came up with the name first and i started the page and i was curating and you know yeah. one thing led to another and there was this evolution of thought and that is how i thought of creating this website where i could create content that you know filled this gap So that is how it started. Wow, this is beautiful. I think you just widened your perspective and moved out of what yeah. you were previously doing to like this. I think open your yeah. eyes to another world altogether. And yeah, yeah. And I think what you said about also uh, information being presented in a simple and effective way 
I think that mm-hmm. uh, is what a lot of people miss. They try to uh, throw around a lot of fancy words, try to make it very, uh, make it much bigger than what it really is. So if you want to put yeah. across a message, I think putting it across in the most simple manner will help you reach a mm-hmm. much wider audience rather than uh, yeah rather than just yeah. putting it out there for the heck of it. Yeah. So agreed. So the thing is that when you started it. Uh, when you got the name, when you figured out that you wanted to start a page for this specific reason, uh, how hmm. did you how did you take your first few steps on to starting that page? Like you began it, and then how did you go from where it where it started to where it is? So so the Instagram started like as I said initially it started and I was just curating content on it and hmm. um, it was fashion content. It was about books. It was. Um, just you know, general trivia stuff. It was feminism as well back then, um, but it evolved into what it is once I had this full-blown realization that you know this is something that is missing. Yeah. There is a gap that needs to be filled, and so the solution to that was, of course, that um, you know I needed a website as well because you can't just feed people social media content. There is. Um, a need for a bigger platform that yeah. you know where you can write stuff or where you can share more detailed articles or yeah, information yeah. that people may need. Um, so, so at that point, I realized I need a website. Now, uh, keep in mind, I have no knowledge <laughs> about coding. I yeah. have no background mm. at all. Um, but I mean, this is something I wanted to do, mm. and uh, I had no money. Like I did have savings, but yeah. I was just like I. At that point, you don't know whether this is going to be a hit or a miss, or this is yeah. like a passion project, or what is it? So I was like, I'm not going to invest any money in it, but I definitely feel very passionately about it. So again, very impulsively, I created the whole website myself, wow. and I did, I did all the graphic designing myself, and I wrote all the articles myself in the first few months. So I did everything by myself, okay? Wow. And it was just like a one-woman army situation back then. And I used to be very, very diligent. I yeah. kid you not, I feel like I was so much more hardworking then. <laughs> but I had like a deadline, like yeah. every day an article goes out at this time. And then, yeah. you know, the simultaneous social media stuff goes out yeah. and all of that. Of course, yeah. now there's a small team to help me with everything. Mm-hmm. But back then, I treated it like it was... I don't know, like the Hindu or something. Okay, like I was very strict with myself as if yeah. people's lives dependent <laughs> depended on my content. So, so yeah, so that's how I did it. I just launched the website, and um, I started um, at the beginning. I was, of course, curating a lot of uh, content on social media. The creation bit of it was, uh, you know, very very less. Where I would do like really sassy quotes yeah. or like really sassy phrases and all of yeah. that because so I'm just I feel like I'm sassy by nature I'm yeah. really sarcastic and yeah. so the page was an extension of yeah. my personality in a way right yeah. like um, that kind of stuff you don't usually get to see on an informative platform yeah. but that is how I am so I mean why not so so yeah so that is what it looked like at the beginning and then gradually i think through trial and error um i understood how to package the content how to package information in a way that it is you know consumed by people because i knew for a fact that people want this information 
given that um, the feedback that I got from the audience was really positive. But it was just a matter of how you maximize on that information, right? And you do it if only if you can package it well and yeah. sell it well. Yeah, and so I think that took me the longest time. Like I kid you not, I um, lost, I lost my patience so many times, and I gave up so many times. Like um, it's it's insane, but I'm finally here, yeah. and I think that's what that matters. You know, I'm finally here, and I think this year has been good for us in terms of you know building a team and kind of just getting things right. So so yeah. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. I mean, you've uh, started by doing everything all by yourself, and I think the discipline yeah. that you had early on uh, has really paid off. So, to I think where your page has got today, it would not have got had you not treated it like it was the Hindu uh, before it was <laughs> the Hindu. <laughs> so I think that yeah. uh, that's, that's perfect. That's the best part about it. Yeah. And now that you're building a team, uh, how many people do you have in your team right now? If you don't mind me asking. So as a part of our core team, we have three people. Um, we had another one. So there were four of um, them and uh, she had to quit very recently. So we're still on a lookout and I'm very, very fussy about the people that yeah. I hire. Um, so yeah, so I'm still struggling with that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so four, I think four will be what my core team remains for a while. Interesting. And in terms of, yeah. in terms of, a team that you're building. So you started with doing all by yourself and now you have a team. So what what is it that changed? How have you handled the entire team building aspect of this? And what value have they added? So I think um, the team definitely for the, I, I feel like my biggest issue, my biggest challenge has also been building a team because I always said that, you know, you can get the money you yeah. can get an investor. You yeah. can get everything, but you can't get the people, the right Absolutely. people, and mm-hmm. they matter the most. And so I think um, it took me so while to grow because I did not have people with me on this journey. And I was not ready to compromise. Like I did not want to just get, you know, somebody. I did not just want to hire somebody. I really believe in like the whole team setup where where it's not like I'm their boss. Like it's yeah. basically like we we you know throw ideas at each other and they very they make fun of me. Yeah. They reject my <laughs> ideas and I absolutely adore them for it. Yeah. That is how I wanted to yeah, that's be. True and they keep me grounded. Yeah, they keep me grounded and you know they're like, no, this idea is like whatever you do old okay so this is what i get to my team is really young so they said yeah. old like this won't work yeah. so um so yeah um but i think team building was the biggest challenge but how it helps is even if you have that one person and i think in case you have a co-founder it's definitely different because then that's a team in itself right but for me because i was alone i never really had that um person to kind of just spitball ideas at you know yeah. um, to get that feedback uh, from somebody even if it's like oh that's a shit idea yeah. uh, but yeah. that's so important right yeah. and I think yeah. that is what I missed the most when I did not have a team and that is what I'm most thankful for now that I have a team like our team calls will be I mean if you as an outsider yeah. Look in on our team calls, they will to you seem absolutely unproductive. But to me, they're really productive because yeah. we talk about random stuff, yeah. like absolutely random stuff. And then 
that somehow sparks like brilliant ideas in yeah. all of us and that is what matters to me yeah. right so um, so so yeah i'm really 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 grateful for my <laughs> little team that i have like i love all of them they like my children now <laughs> that's so sweet and i think the fact that you said uh, you'll have these discussions which are absolutely probably random to an outsider but for y'all yeah. uh, that process of randomness is a creative process mm-hmm. and i think curating yeah. and bringing out content out of uh, a bunch of ideas being thrown here and there i think that in itself yeah. and with yeah. uh, the fact that you said uh, the first bit where you said that you can get investors you can get the money that's something that i completely resonate with i was telling this recently to my entire team i was like we can get the biggest investors we can get the biggest machines we can get the biggest office but it's the people who fill that office and the people who work on that mm. machine and the people who interact yeah. with the clients are who build yeah. the company so i mean that's yeah, uh, exactly it's it's very powerful i think building the right team we are also very difficult when it comes to hiring we take our own sweet time mm. like we'll take mm. an interview for let's say two months uh, multiple rounds people are like okay you're not that big a company also you're like some 10 12 people mm. but we're like no but we're clear about it if you want to be part of it then you need to uh, have the right mindset and the right uh, i would say attitude yeah. towards work. that really matters yeah the word that i would add to this is proactiveness yeah, anybody is listening and anybody <laughs> wants any insight on this yeah. guys please be proactive like from the <laughs> from the minute that you apply for a yeah. job oh my god like i feel like this is lacking and this needs to be Absolutely. taught in schools yeah. like people write such half hearted emails <laughs> sometimes i don't even get emails like i'll get attachments that is yeah. it like that is how they're applying for a job and i'm like how yeah. <laughs> i know i've, I've like reached out to people uh, who put like posts that they want a job and this and that so i'm like okay so are you willing to relocate to mumbai they're like yes i'm like okay uh, so <laughs> here is my email id <laughs> and then i just get i just get the cv and i'm like this is not what college is teaching you right they're just teaching yeah. you that you need to study you need to give your exam you need to go out but no one's teaching out to interact yeah. How, yeah what to say when to say how to build your cv i find cvs mm. which are still in like college formats and i'm like i don't want to see mm. your marks from first to 10th like that is yeah. not my agenda here i don't care I about know, your marks I know. but yeah that's just a sad state of uh, the job market <laughs> right now it is yeah we should have another podcast like yeah. we should do another episode on just like cv building and Absolutely. how to kind of you know make an impression when you are writing an email that is yeah, so it's, important it's very critical it's very critical and yeah. now with the kind of content also that you all share on be badass uh, so i've seen it's mm-hmm. a, it's a wide uh, variety of content uh, mm-hmm. it's it's content which not usually people speak about so i mean mm-hmm. where do you guys come up with these ideas and like what is the motive behind putting out that content I think um, of course like as I mentioned earlier staying alert about you know things that are happening around us throughout the world and again like as I had mentioned earlier it it the platform initially was an extension of my personality so even now now that I have a team it's slightly different yeah. but for the longest time it was stuff that I discovered like I read an article about something and I was like oh wow this is so interesting and I had no idea about this and I'm pretty sure people don't know about it and yeah. I need to um you know I need to keep them informed about it without them having to go through the entire article because you know attention spans are yeah. <laughs> bare minimum right now yeah. on social media so 
so i think um, so i think that is one aspect another thing is now that i have a team of course there are many things that you know the teammates discover and they think is important um, to talk about something that's really important to talk about we obviously cover a lot of things that aren't openly spoken about exactly. you know mm-hmm. like that's usually very hush hush yeah. in indian society yeah. and i think uh, we we are very bold like that like we don't hold back um uh, because it is important like just because it is it hasn't been spoken about so openly doesn't mean that it remains that way yeah, and of course we we as a platform if we consider ourselves bold and sassy so i our content should only kind of resonate yeah. that right so i think it i think it comes from there it's a combination of a lot of things but mm. definitely getting content is very hard you keep your yeah. eyes open you stay alert and yeah. it's just a lot of work it is a lot of screen time yeah. and so and you know you know what's funny like now when i meet my school friends and yeah. um, they we talk about uh, be badass and they're like yeah. oh you're doing a great job and all of that and they'll tell me how it's so shocking for them to see yeah. me doing something on social media because i was not a social media person what do you say i mean i am not yeah i was not a social media person like social media was like absolutely out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. honestly it, i'm i'm sure it is hard to believe yeah that absolutely is, that's what you're doing day in and day so, out now <laughs> yeah so for me to in fact get started on instagram was very difficult because i had no idea about instagram like yeah. personally i barely used instagram back then it was just to kind of keep a track mm-hmm. of fashion trends and like international fashion influencers or models or designers that is it mm-hmm. so i hadn't been active on instagram yeah. and i it was it was an <laughs> uphill journey it was a task but i'm glad i'm like you know i have sort of not mastered <laughs> it but like because instagram is so Yeah, it's ever evolving. Yeah, it's ever evolving. Ever evolving. So any day you think, oh wow, I think we've we've got yeah. it, we've nailed it, we've mastered it. They're like, oh snap, like yeah. <laughs> like algorithm change. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But and think... we've been under like that scrutiny so much really? because of the content that we do. Yeah, because we talk about like censorship a lot, um, and uh, we talk about the female body a lot. Yeah. So we have been shadow banned a lot. We have been, um, you know, under review a lot. All of that, like we've been there. What is shadow ban and exactly? If, if I may ask. So shadow ban is basically like if you how you personally try to ghost somebody or block somebody yeah, without yeah. them getting to know it. So that's what Instagram does. They'll try to, um, you know, limit your reach or visibility, um, to yeah. your followers. without you getting to know it but you obviously get to know when you're like average is like 7 or 10000 likes and then you yeah. know it drops to like a thousand yeah, yeah so i mean it it becomes pretty obvious plus we also like our our um, audience is so uh, we our community is so tight knit they will actually reach out to us on dms and tell us that we haven't yeah. been seeing your posts yeah. what's up what's happening yeah. all of that so yeah quite interesting and i think the kind of content also that you're covering uh like you said people come up to you and talk to you and tell you that it's not you to do this uh, instagram thing uh, have people also come up to you and said or had a negative attitude towards the kind of content you're covering because you've covered uh, i would say oh, female yes. masturbation sexting sex so you've covered yeah. a lot of unconventional topics which not a lot of people are very comfortable discussing mhm yeah we we do in fact like uh, for uh, for a while 
we were also very very openly political which we are yeah. not now i mean we still yeah. political um in some ways but we do it kind of cleverly because yeah. right now given the situation it's just not possible to be out and out political right so for the longest time um, before i had a team and before yeah. there were people to hold me back i yeah. was very openly <laughs> political yeah. right and and it used to be really bad because you do get like stuff like death threats and all of that what do you think it gets really extreme yeah 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 it gets really extreme and even now on a lot of our content i mean uh when it comes to stuff like sex or masturbation and all of that i i feel like we don't really get a backlash on mm. that for mm. say in terms of you know the audience and their views mm. but yes when it comes to anything about men mm. if you're talking about yeah. patriarchy <laughs> or if you're talking about feminism that directly addresses men or yeah. like how can men be better yeah. or god forbid we mention pay gap because yeah. oh god we'll get an army of trolls <laughs> who will be like pay gap doesn't exist like this yeah. is a lie all yeah. of that so so there's a lot of that but i mean i have learned to just kind of ignore it or just enjoy think, it or take it with a pinch of salt like it just doesn't get to me anymore it used to bother me but mm-hmm. i don't let it get to me anymore yeah i think there's so, a very yeah. important aspect of being out there in like the public eye and putting content out mm-hmm. there which uh, mm-hmm. has has two sides to it right there's a positive side to your content and there's a negative side the negative is the way people react to it at times So I think just being able to handle yeah. that and not let it affect you, and still being as bold as you are, or even more, uh, I think that's yeah. that's beautiful. That's the best part about it. So the thing is that uh, with this, uh, with the kind of hate that probably also you receive uh, mm-hmm. on social media, uh, mm-hmm. overall, uh, how does that does that ever affect your trajectory of content or do you let it not affect it how is your overall as a team like have you changed now that you have a team as opposed to when you were alone i think so in terms of content i have changed a little as i said i was very out and out political mm-hmm. um now uh, of course like there's a team that knocks some sense yeah. into me and they're like we can't be this political given the mm-hmm. situation that's happening um you know that's the situation that's around us and i agree with that um you know everything is obviously uh, under the eye now so um so so yeah so our content has evolved in that sense but we we still talk about important things but we are very very clever about it um in the in the sense that we talk about stuff you know whether it's a policy or anything but we'll talk about it in a way that the people who know about it will get it and the That's people true. who don't know about it can just like get lost like we don't care yeah. about them anyway when it comes to that criticizing a particular policy that yeah. right um, yeah. so that's how we we do it uh, but apart from that i think um, when it comes to the hatred um, you know on a couple of things it does somehow some sometimes get to us in some cases when it's really extreme we do have to take a break when like yeah, yeah. there's just a lot of um, you know heat in the comment section we of course need to take a break um, sometimes because see i think even feminists have such polarizing views on so mm. many issues and we are an organic community like we yeah. don't believe in you know we we've grown organically and uh, and we believe in our purpose the purpose of our content is for women to have opinions right so we really try that we post 
stuff where where people can talk amongst each other in the comment section or however so many people reach out to us in dms and they want to discuss something and we're open to that yeah so but in that case um, there are times where of course we also make mistakes and we yeah. will post something that may be way too controversial or yeah. that is not acceptable or that is you know inappropriate probably and we have done it like we have made mistakes where we we i'll tell i'll tell you this one time we did actually post an illustration and that was uh, i think it was related to rape and um, it was it was a beautiful illustration and we posted it because it resonated with us so deeply but we did not post a trigger warning with it and so it yeah. did trigger a lot of people and it was of course absolutely our fault like it was wrong on our part to do it and it was kind of careless where you know um you just sometimes it slips sometimes yeah. you miss it sometimes your team misses it it yeah, happens yeah. and we posted it and we got a lot of heat for that yeah and so many other times also i mean um so on independence day okay i'll yeah. tell you another <laughs> incident on independence day we posted a list a listicle of like you know female um uh, female independence fighters that you didn't know about um so and then there was hate on that post because apparently we like missed out uh jhansi ki rani or like we missed out somebody so there was hate on that for that and that just does not make sense what it happens exactly. like internet is like that it's just yeah. bizarre so if 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 it becomes really extreme you take a break you yeah. dust off and then you come back and you move on it's yeah. fine because that's what people <laughs> do on the internet and what 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 was like they'll just unfollow you which yeah. happens by the way hmm. they unfollow us especially if we post stuff about masturbation mm-hmm. people unfollow like anything it happens people are not comfortable with this kind of content and i get it but i feel like they're just not ready for it yet yeah. and they might be some day but they're not ready for it now so it's fine i mean you know that's absolutely okay yeah i think yeah. as a society as a society i mean the uh, the entire air that we have around female masturbation or i mean masturbation mm-hmm. as a concept i think it's just really in general yeah, yeah, yeah. in general uh, sex masturbation as a culture we we don't sit across a table and can have that open discussion mm-hmm. uh, with someone and yeah. be like okay so i think that's that's really weird uh, overall but i hope it at some point uh, people learn to accept it because unless and until people open mm-hmm. their eyes about it and normalize it uh it'll just happen uh, it is going to yeah. stick behind the curtain always yeah true hopefully things change soon yeah i hope but i think hoping. i think yeah hoping and i think that your <laughs> page is going to be a catalyst in that change so i hope so that's the goal that's the goal yeah. <laughs> and and another thing that you said about uh, female freedom fighters honestly i think content like this uh coming from let's say an educated background a family which is very open so my family we're very open so uh mm-hmm. masturbation sex everything is like discussed at home it's completely normal to do all of that had discuss all of mm-hmm. that uh, with my family mm-hmm. and something even as simple as female freedom fighter so i am unaware of things like this so i think putting out content mm-hmm. like this where you're uh, overall showing or portraying or showing the side of women which people have not focused mm-hmm. on even history is not focused on because it's like uh Yeah. Isn't that concept of uh, not giving women equal importance? It's not today. It's been happening since years. Yeah. 
and yeah. it better change now so i think that is uh, yeah. something that is now yeah. happening do you see it transitioning yeah. like from when you started i mean it's just a very short time span but have you seen people evolve as an audience i have i have for sure because uh, it's not just my platform there are so many similar platforms that have popped up there are mm-hmm. multiple platforms that are talking about similar issues now uh, as compared to back when i started right so of course um and you can call them my competitors but i honestly think that the more people talk about it the yeah. better it is because yeah. that is what i want right i yeah. want a maximum number of people to be aware about these things yeah. so yeah. go ahead competitors like copy our content do whatever at least like you're spreading the word so i'll take it as a compliment and yeah i'm happy about it but it is happening um yeah. there has been a change where initially people weren't that warm to you know these topics but but now they are uh, more uh, you know receptive about all of this so yeah so there has been a slight change for sure yeah, certainly certainly and i think with a lot of pages popping up uh, new pages coming up uh, like you rightly said it's just uh, increasing the viewership if not of your yeah. content specifically but uh, content related to the story or your uh, message mm-hmm. so i think it's just increasing yeah. the uh, yeah they definitely overall. great conversation starters yeah yeah certainly certainly and with uh, instagram so uh, facebook has now become just it's like full of ads i don't think our generation uses facebook anymore so in terms of the platforms that you are on are you only on instagram right now and your website apart from that so so we started on instagram facebook was something that just went along side by side and mm-hmm. shockingly facebook like we never post anything yeah. you know intentionally on facebook yeah. but there has <laughs> been like a massive organic growth on facebook as well mm-hmm. where now we I, and i honestly i don't even check facebook okay yeah. <laughs> so just the other day i was checking the i know it's very horrible of me to say that or you know be like this but like yeah. just the other day i checked facebook after a really long time and i was like wow we are at 30000 followers like we don't <laughs> even post stuff actively here yeah. but facebook has been doing really well and i'm pretty sure like it's it's kind of targeting a different demographic there Same as compared mm. to what we have on instagram and so the kind of engagement that's on facebook is very very different from what you see on instagram where mm. on facebook i think given that the demographic is slightly older yeah. for them it's just it's it's just like oh wow people can talk about this yeah, you know that's yeah. that's the reaction mm. whereas on instagram they're like oh this is something that we talk just yeah. amongst our friends and now like it's being talked about openly so i won't like it. it all of that yeah 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 so so it's different but i think facebook has grown organically as well we definitely want to probably think of twitter but I mean I feel like we just have our hands full right now and I don't want to because Twitter is such an intelligent platform I don't want to do it half-heartedly we post every now and then whenever it's relevant but haven't been actively focusing on Twitter but that will probably be the next step when it comes to a social media platform understood understood but I think also Instagram yeah. slowly and steadily it's like creeping into uh, what Facebook is so I think that is what a major yeah. a lot of content creators have yeah for sure for sure um so so that is definitely the case now it's all messed up it's all about yeah. ads it's all about paid promotions and which yeah. which really affects us because 
we have grown organically because i was i think at the beginning when our growth was really slow i was very particular when people told me oh just like promote or just you can just buy followers it is yeah. easy and now is so so particular that yeah. no that is not something that i will do like that is not me i am a little too uptight like that okay so um but that's not me and i will not do it like no matter what happens that's just yeah. it doesn't make sense because i always think of the bigger picture and i think in the long run to make it sustainable like that that shit doesn't work right Absolutely. so organic growth is what you need and i think that's that's interesting that you mentioned that yeah instagram is becoming facebook we have been experiencing it so many yeah. content creators have been experiencing yeah. it so i think yes um as twitter as youtube that people can focus on i unfortunately don't just have the bandwidth to kind of do that nor the yeah. budget because if i do youtube the perfection is that i am yeah. i would want it to be like absolutely you know like yeah. whoa you know so <laughs> i, so I don't have right that now, kind yeah. of budget <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't have that kind of budget right now because the yeah. pre-production um and the post-production with YouTube stuff is like insane. So but yeah but I think YouTube and Twitter would be great for us. Yeah, absolutely. I think So if any investor are, is listening, yeah. <laughs> if any investor is listening and wants a piece of it, come in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm kidding investors don't get involved because I honestly yeah. I'm not very open to investors personally <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. as in when you need it like you'll get there uh, you will also yeah exactly it yeah. happened at the right time and with with the fact that you said that you wanted only organic growth uh, can you just give me a brief idea about the timeline so for someone who's probably watching this right now is wanting to start a page such as yours not in the same line but in in like whatever mm. whatever mm. phase that mm. whatever uh, area that they want to do it in can you tell me your growth like you started in 2018 and today you're like at 124000 followers which is spectacular Uh, hmm. Can you give me like a timeline of when you had your first thousand, your ten thousand, one lakh, and if you remember? So here I do. Here's what's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So till this year, um, the beginning of this year, we were at twenty five thousand. Okay. Okay. And getting to twenty five thousand was the hardest thing yeah. ever. Okay. Yeah. Like in fact, um, I remember when we were at five thousand, and this was twenty. um 2019 beginning we were mm. at 5000 mm. okay so you can imagine how disheartening that must have been yeah. it was yeah. um and i remember this one video that i had posted calling out the director of uh, what's that movie kabir singh's uh, telugu version or tamil version yeah i think whoever was watching will know. I, i know i know the yeah, poster yeah, yeah. So i remember movie. the name yeah 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 so so the director had like a really sexist interview yeah, and yeah. i posted excerpts from that and yeah. that kind of blew up like that yeah. video really blew up and that is how i touched i think 10000 right that is how wow. i touched 10000 yeah <laughs> and um i know so uh, because people were like whoa and most of them <laughs> hadn't seen that interview and it the timing was so good like I, yeah. the interview came out i think it's all about the timing Absolutely. as well right yeah yeah so the interview came out and um i think by noon and then i posted the video by that evening 7 pm like mm. it was out and it was compiled and it was with the most 
the most ridiculous parts of it, the, yeah. yeah 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 and again like this was a really controversial interview so i for this i did get a lot of death threats in my like personal dm wow um i don't even know how people located it but like yeah because people really apparently you know loved this guy so yeah, so yeah I mean. but that is how it happened and uh, and i think after that it was gradual um i did take a break for the longest time i think i took a i did take a break for like 6 months i had a really horrible back thing which led to a horrible mental health thing it yeah. was a whole thing okay yeah, yeah. this was last year i think last last two yeah last year i guess and i was of 6 months i missed all yes, of this yes i did that's very yes, hard to believe yes i did <laughs> i know i did and i had almost given up at that point i was like i am just wasting my time doing this and did your followers drop no sense during that period they did slightly okay. they did slightly but not not too much okay um mm. and uh, and yeah and i had just given up and yeah. um, So yeah so after that I think at the beginning of this year I started picking it up again I think at towards um last year end itself I started picking up I was like no I've got to get back to this mm. it has potential I need to do this again and mm. you know get back to it again and all of yeah. that and so yeah, I got back to it gradually and then got it to I think 25000 by the yeah. beginning of this year I guess and uh, and then then I got a team yeah. <laughs> and that is the difference that a team makes Absolutely. i had a team and then with the team yeah. we managed to we got fresh ideas and we got yeah. fresh everything and i had people to bother day and night i was like hey and okay so here's the thing i'm pretty sure my team hates me <laughs> so okay listen to this i i did most of the graphic designing myself okay and yeah. any graphic designer who's watching it will know that if you do one graphic you'll have like at least 30 versions of it if you're a perfectionist yeah, cuz yeah. i will see like millimeter yeah. okay like slightly or <laughs> slightly there yeah. and so like i'll i'll send my team hey guys this is the final version what do you think they're like oh yeah good to go look great and then i'll send like 10 more okay, okay last final final okay, what do you think about this fine, fine. yeah yeah so so yeah so i think with the help of my team of course yeah. uh, with me bugging them a lot Yeah. Uh, we we managed to reach to this number and this has been through you know fake, uh, instagram's really bizarre changes the mm-hmm. algorithm that they've changed um they they did it somewhere in the middle of this year they've done it again right now which is why our growth is stunted again but i mean what can you do you just you just yeah. try to beat it just accept Fine. accept we'll the change again. in the rules yeah and just keep moving on yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, I think that's spectacular. I think it's snowballed from twenty five thousand. It's it's they say that the first bit of that initial yeah. resistance is the difficult part, and then yeah, from yeah. there on, you pick up it your is. flow. For sure, and also it's the loneliest if you're by yourself, yeah. especially. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, um, it must be the same for you when you started up, yeah. right? It must have been really difficult at the beginning to get a client, to get that yeah. first client, right? And then, and then even after that, to get the second client, and then to kind of make them come back to you like that—that that is so difficult. Absolutely. So I have yeah. this one uh, uh, funny story of like when we started out. Uh, it was just me and my co-founder Abhilash, and I'm blessed to have mm-hmm. him as a partner. He's also someone who we like balance each other out in terms of the kind of people we are. So that's something I really mm-hmm. appreciate about him. But when I just started marketing, okay, so marketing is a different ball game altogether. 
like you need to go uh, <laughs> talk to people sell the product and you need to do it day in and day out yeah. 10 calls a day you yeah. have nine bad calls you need to still stay positive for the 10th call so i had like this mm-hmm. one period in the start in the first six months of the company when i just picked up marketing and i was like okay uh, i have done like some 75 to 80 calls and no one has gotten back to me i was like am i that bad <laughs> i was like i've studied 3d printing i know my shit right i'm doing this and and i think nothing was clicking at that point and that is when I just realized that I was like, okay, I just need to keep going. And post that, when uh, when I got my first sale, I was like really happy. I was like, okay, this is step one. And successively after that, it just got easier. And now I love it so much that mm. uh, the challenging aspect of it is something that excites me. Uh, that is where yeah. I think the switch has happened now. I think that was the same for me to kind of initially get like, you know, partnership. Uh, with uh, we only work with the female founded startups or female led wow. startups we only work with them yeah. so um, so initially to kind of you know get them on board to get them pay us to kind of mm. see that value in us was so difficult but once you once you get the hang of it then yeah. you you get that high when you close yeah. the deal or when you close <laughs> you know partnership is so exciting I yeah. completely get that feeling I think there is this different uh, it's, it's something you can't put in words uh it's, yeah it's something very powerful but yeah i think this yeah, has been a beautiful sure. journey that you had uh from where you started to where you are and i think to where you're headed uh it's it's something that everyone's looking forward to and uh i hope that when you hit your first million we'll do another podcast uh to celebrate <laughs> yes. your million followers <laughs> i'm really yes. looking forward hopefully to that. by then we'll have like different verticals as well that we can talk yeah, about absolutely, absolutely and a youtube channel hopefully <laughs> yeah some other uh, some other platform which you would be engaged on yes <laughs> i'm actually to be honest i'm actually super excited about like a new social media platform yeah. that comes up i mean that is there is such a big gap right now because i feel like all the social media platforms are reaching their saturation point yeah yeah and absolutely something think, new is just waiting to happen absolutely and i think people's attention span has reduced so much so to be honest when i was starting this podcast a lot of people who were close to me i shared the idea with them and they're like do you think people would listen to podcasts and i was like i do that mm. every day morning like my day begins with listening mm. to a podcast so I said, there are some people out there who will still do it. I mean, when I'm traveling mm. to work, when I'm going out somewhere, mm. uh, I said, mm. just because I don't want to believe in the fact that you, people's attention, I know that people's attention spans are reducing, but uh, there are still a lot of people out there who are going to be listening to it. And there is value which I can provide. So I was like, I don't care about uh, what the other. So here's, here's something that I can tell you. Okay. Yeah. So. At the beginning, when I did not have enough followers yeah. and, you know, it was really disheartening. I think something that kept me going was even if I managed to make a difference in just one person's life, like yeah. I changed their perspective yeah. or I made them feel better or I made them have this difficult conversation with their parents, mm. um, you know, about something that is so important. Imagine yeah. there are people who don't do that. Like yeah. they they go on with their lives not making a difference to a single yeah. soul. So if you yeah, manage yeah. to do that, that is Absolutely. such a big deal. Yeah, I think that's yeah. uh, that just detaching yourself from yourself and just like trying to make an impact. It's uh, it's spectacular, <laughs> amazing, <laughs> amazing. I think uh, I'd like to end this podcast by asking you three questions. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this with every guest mm-hmm. of mine. It's like three okay, uh, cool. questions which you need to answer. You can answer within with one word with a sentence, elaborately, it's up mm. to you. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited to do this with you. So the first question <laughs> is that, okay. 
what was the most valuable lesson that you've learned? Uh, one most valuable lesson that you've learned in your journey of be badass. Um, I think that would be don't listen to everybody yeah. and don't try to apply every lesson that you read here and there or in your yeah. self-help books because yeah. <laughs> there is no one rule fits all. Yeah. So the 5 a.m. rule may be great for yeah. some people. I'm a night owl and yeah. here I am. Like yeah. <laughs> my brain starts working at night and here yeah. I am and I am absolutely fine with it. So yeah, so don't apply everything that you see around you. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, what is that one advice, one piece of advice that you would have for men out there? For men out there, oh my God, just understand <laughs> that you're privileged. Yeah. Understand, acknowledge your privilege yeah. and just be receptive to, you know, what issues women are facing around you. Just observe and try to understand. And then if you can understand, be empathetic and do whatever you can to amplify those women's voices and give them a platform. Try to help them. Use your privilege to help them, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's yeah. about it. Do your homework well. Like, try to do your bit, please. Yeah. I think <laughs> so, use yeah. your, use, we need to use our privilege to elevate them. So, we're. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Perfect. And the third question is, uh, you already answered this, I think, right before uh, this section began. The question was, what drives you? So I won't ask you that again, mm -hmm. because you did answer that very well right now uh, about making an mm -hmm. impact and everything. So my question to you would be is mm -hmm. that, uh, what is that big audacious goal that you have uh, with Be Badass? Like, where do you see it headed? What's your vision? With it? So, okay, the answer might be a little long and a little boring. Are you ready for it? Absolutely ready. Okay. <laughs> I realized that I love doing it. I want to do this more. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah. so I think um, the thing is that I want Be Badass to become a brand. Okay. Mm -hmm. A brand that lasts the test of time. A brand that is actually cool, but still makes a difference to women's life in a very tangible manner. In a way that kind of, you know, helps women amplify their voices, helps women kind of um, give an audience to their business, helps them make more money, you know, gives them more opportunity. Yeah. So that is where I wanted to go in the future. I think something really radical that happened with me in this year was, uh, which is why I've been, you know, super driven and very focused now is that I stopped focusing on the short-term yeah. goals and the short-term value yeah, and yeah. the lure of like the whole 30 under 30 and yeah. <laughs> it, it it just changed everything it, you just you just once you analyze those things and you look at mm -hmm. them closely and you realize I mean it may be great for some people and there's no harm in that but for me personally I would rather not be on any list I would rather be a brand that is not associated with my face because that is what I did for the longest time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't want my name anywhere, but I want my brand's name everywhere. And I yeah. want it to be associated with impact and change mm -hmm. when it comes to women's lives. Yeah. So, yeah, so that is where I wanted to head. Beautiful. <laughs> I think this, uh, first is, I'd first like to congratulate you on where you got to. I think everyone, Thank whoever you. has been following you, uh, it's just me saying thank you on behalf of 
uh, everyone who's been following you and uh, it's just oh, thank you that's so sweet <laughs> yeah and you've like done all of it by yourself in the start and then so i think your journey now when you look back in retrospect you'll realize the hard the battles that you've overcome to get to where you are and the long journey that you've yeah. got ahead of you so it's uh, something i really wish you all the best with and the point which you said about uh, instant gratification like rather than thinking about short term mm-hmm. versus long term i think that's a very mm-hmm. powerful point that's something that a lot of people are missing we are so used to mm-hmm. like instant likes uh, instant comments instant feedback yeah that it's just yeah. overall as a as, as a generation everyone wants everything now there is zero patience it's like yeah. amazon se kuch yeah. mangwa liya next day aa gaya so <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah yeah i think that's we should do another episode on uh, the problems of the millennials uh, which we'll do later oh that <laughs> yeah, that's going to be that's going to be another podcast altogether but yes thank yeah. you so much thank you so very much for doing this with me i'm absolutely great i actually love doing it i love doing it <laughs> yeah i think you started on by saying it's the first time but i don't think this is going to be our first time and your first podcast i think we're going to <laughs> yes. do many more <laughs> and i look forward let's to see yeah <laughs> yeah perfect thank you so much nikita thank you so much